Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. And since it's Wednesday, you know it. It's that time of the week to welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruz McCalligan. Cruzy, good morning to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Noreen? Yes, um, I was just saying I felt feel a little bit sleep deprived, but nothing, um, I don't know, a, a can of soda or maybe some caffeine won't sort out. I'm sure I'll perk up uh, in this oh. very segment of a show, I'm sure I will. Oh, well, I hope so. Um, but it's a weird it's a weird topic today. Um, I'm surprised I haven't talked about this before, to be honest. You know, I thought I thought you might have talked about it, but I, then I don't recall you actually talking about it because it seemed like the sort of topic that you would pick. Yeah, funny. right? It really does. Um, but we're talking about tongues. There isn't any confusion. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, we're talking about tongues. And why are we talking about tongues? Because we have a dog in our house at the moment, and um, he's a very happy dog who has taken to licking my baby's feet. Um, and <laughs> while adorable, it's probably not super sanitary, but it just, it was just one of those things I was just kind of thinking about. And I was like, gosh, it's funny. Like a dog tongue is so interesting. Um, and then I just thought, why have I never talked about tongues? Um, they're quite, you know, they I don't know. It's, there's an ick factor to a tongue. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know even with my children, if I've ever had to say, open your mouth and say, ah, I'm like, gross. Your yeah. tongue's really gross. <laughs> but it's so it's so necessary for them to explore because they they just put everything on their tongues and, and yes, hands. But true. tongues, it's true, it's true. It is. Um, it's the tongue is a true all rounder. So it's not only very movable, which allows us to speak, suck, swallow in a coordinated way. It's also a sensory organ responsible for tasting, and one of the most sensitive places for our sense of touch. And in addition, the tongue contains many cells of the body's defense system and even plays a major role in body language, right? So it's a very interesting thing, to be honest. Um, The tongue is an extremely movable set of muscles, which is well supplied with blood and has many nerves. So the tongue muscles have an oblong shape and are covered with a dense layer of connective tissue. And then above this is a kind of mucus membrane, which makes up the surface of the tongue. So this is, I'm just talking about the, the structure of the tongue. So the root of the tongue is firmly anchored to the floor of the mouth, but the other parts of the tongue can move pretty freely, right? So it's quite interesting, um, all, all the different things. Are you someone who can roll your tongue or um, make yeah. your tongue into a little, like, do different things with your tongue? Yeah, it's genetics, isn't it? I think it is, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I can, um, but my mum can't. So I must have inherited it from my father's side of the family. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> can but, you, um, yes, I, Yeah, I can. I can. I can roll my tongue. I haven't checked with my children. I don't know if they're at the age that they've learned how to do that yet. Yeah. But um, well, but once yes, they start, they won't stop. So maybe you just hold hold off that experiment for a while. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So we also, we, of course, one of the things that our uh, tongues are covered in is papillae, which um, appear as small bumps on the tongue. Oh, and these is that are formed, what it's called? Yeah, papillae. Oh, and they're formed by name. cells bulging up from underneath. And they have different jobs to do. So there's mechanical papillae, which anchor the mucous membrane firmly to the tongue. They also sense touch so that we can feel and form of texture and food in our mouths. Then we have taste papillae, which make the surface of the tongue much larger. So this allows, like, if you think about the principle of, like, a towel, like a bath towel, right, why is it absorbent? Because it has a large surface area because of the texture of it, because of all the little bits on a towel that Mm. absorb more water, right? Mm. Kind of the same concept with these papillae. So this allows the greatest number of sensory cells embedded on your tongue to have contact with food particles for taste, 
Now, um, saliva and food residue can get stuck in the grooves between the papillae, especially on the last third of the tongue. And this can develop um, what we can call putrefactive bacteria, rot-causing bacteria, which is then a whitish film covers the tongue, yes, and can cause bad breath. And these bacteria mainly live on the remains of protein-rich foods. And this is going to turn my stomach because I haven't had much to eat this morning. I'm feeling a bit queasy anyway. Protein-rich foods like fish, cheese, or milk. (laughs) (laughs) But... Anyway, so it's very, but it's very, very interesting. And it has a great ability to move in all directions. And this is the way that the muscle fibers are arranged on the tongue, which is very unique in our bodies. So they run in three directions. And this means that you can move the tongue in lots of different ways, which also changes the way we're able to speak. If you think about us, um, people who are able to speak verbally compared to other mammals who make sounds, our tongues are very unique in that way. And that's why we can, we can, we can speak. Um, which is amazing. Um, we have, you know, only uh, our entire mouths help us to make the sounds that we make when we're speaking. But some other facts about um, tongues is that tongue muscles are the only muscles in the body that work independent of the skeleton. So, of course, the tongue is not wrapped around any part of our skeleton. It's just in our mouths. Yeah, that's um, right. On average, they say the average tongue is about four centimeters long, but... Um, person with the longest tongue ever recorded was 10 centimeters long it's like a lizard (laughs) yeah like a lizard exactly i'm actually going to talk about some of the world like the most amazing animal tongues in a minute um and the human tongue works even while we're sleeping it pushes saliva down our throats right um so it's very interesting of course the taste cells we all know about the taste cells of the human tongue i think we learned this when we were at school you know salty sweet sour bitter and of course umami which is also um, is savory, that deliciousness flavor, which was the other um, taste uh, that we, we mm-hmm. it's kind of a new one. A that new ended one, it. Yeah. Um, no two tongue prints are the same. So our tongues are very unique, even like our fingerprints. Even identical twins' tongues don't resemble each other. Hmm. Um, so, yes, uh, and of course... Um, it's interesting what, that for, somebody's done like a tongue printing kind of experiment. Yes. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a disgusting experiment, but, you know, <laughs> in the name of science, yes. this is quite interesting. Um, the volume of tongue fat that you have can lead to obstructive sleep apnea. And actually losing some weight can mean you have a slimmer tongue and consequently better sleep. That's Isn't interesting. that interesting? I didn't yeah. realize you could gain weight on your tongue and have a yeah. fat tongue. Wow. Apparently you can. You can have a fat tongue. Interesting. Um, uh, but, of course... Um, We've talked about papillae. Uh, there's about, and we talk about taste buds and, and those as well. There's 2,000 to 10,000 taste buds that live on a person's tongue and they die off and regrow about every 10 to 14 days. So they're quite, they're, they're constantly regenerating. Now, about a quarter of the world's population are considered to be super tasters. These are people who have a heightened sense of taste, especially for bitter foods and another quarter are considered to be non-tasters who are less sensitive tasters which i just found very interesting because of course there must be i mean all of us have different tastes in food right like mm. some people, people like can spicy take food. spicy yeah and some people can't handle it exactly so it's just but it's interesting what would it go into that the genetics of how we experience flavors and it's also probably got to do with your oral hygiene as well how grimy your tongue is you know all those sorts of things is also super fascinating about how you're tasting food um but also um 
babies and young children have even more taste cells in the mucous membranes of their cheeks and lips as well. And I remember reading this and people saying like that's one of the reasons that young kids might not necessarily like certain vegetables because they taste, they don't taste the way to us that they do to them. Like it's quite a strong taste. So I thought that was quite fascinating. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like why kids like, you know, I mean. olives. That's why you have to have a a mature taste bud. (laughs) A mature taste bud to have a lot oh a child who is just very keen on olives of course as well um that's true um but yes of course our taste buds on our tongues evolved for survival because of course bitter or sour tastes could indicate food that is poisonous or rotten and i have to remind myself sometimes to trust our senses like that primal part of our brain like even if i'm opening the fridge i'm like is this yogurt okay i'm like let me smell it (laughs) you know like trust your senses you know what i mean like your body should be able to tell you some of these things as well (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's quite fascinating. Um, now, in in uh, in Asia, we have um, a very interesting, and especially in traditional Chinese medicine, the tongue is used to diagnose a lot of things, um, which I didn't realize. I didn't know if you knew this. Mm. So it's called like tongue diagnosis. So it's the only muscle in the body that we can see that isn't covered with skin, right? Um, and so when a TCM practitioner looks at the tongue, they oh, look at yeah. it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I, um, I do know that. I've tried that. And they can tell uh, if, you're, if you're very cooling or very heaty and certain diseases associated with like a thicker layer of skin on top of the tongue. Exactly. Yeah. So they're looking at its length, its size, its shape, um, its color, the amount of saliva, if you have any kind of like grime or coating on your tongue. Um, And then there's also different sections of the tongue that relate to the meridians and organ systems throughout the body. So this creates a picture of what's happening within the body by location, nature, severity, and and things like that, which is very interesting um, from a sort of traditional Chinese medicine point of view. From a Western medicine viewpoint, the tongue tells us how a person is digesting or how their lymphatic system functions or the quality of blood circulating in the body, their neurological function, the presence of yeast or other growths in the body and things like that as well. So it's very, very interesting. Um, It's also an unfortunate fact that few people have a normal tongue once they hit their mid-20s. So it wouldn't, like most people's tongues are disgusting. (laughs) Let's Let's just think about it that way. So a normal tongue should be pink with a low amount of clear saliva, no cracks in the body of the the, the tongue. the body of the tongue, neither swollen or atrophied, an absence of any sores and and with a thin white coating on top. So it's that's quite an interesting thing to think about. Now, if you wanted to check out your own tongue, which I hope you do after this um, column, um, the best time to do it is right after waking up and before brushing your teeth or having a cup of coffee. Ah. Yes. And so if you notice something strange with your tongue, <laughs> probably look look at it but that way. But yeah, so I think that's very interesting. Now, one animal that we were talking about um, that has probably the world's longest tongue is the uh, tamandua, which is um, known as the lesser anteater. So I was thinking about animals with long tongues and the anteater did come to mind. And that image of the anteater doesn't even have teeth it just has one long long sticky tongue which is the perfect bug catcher it's nearly 16 inches long and it can easily scour the narrow tunnels of termite mounds and ant colonies um so it just literally just wiggles in there and just has little um little kind of hooks on the surface of its tongue that just grab all the ants so then it pulls them all out and eats them fascinating 
it's it's still a bit creepy to see like you know that darty little tongue coming out to like I mean it's for survival but it's it's quite it's kind of cute but sometimes it's a bit like oh, I don't want that thing no near it's me. creepy yeah. I don't know there's a lot of ick factor around tongues there I is. definitely think yeah. <laughs> for sure absolutely um, but there's some very interesting tongues um, woodpeckers' tongues attach near the front of their heads and travel through the nose cavity across the skull and then out of their mouths like it takes like quite a journey. Yeah, so that's quite interesting. The blue whale has a tongue that weighs as much as an elephant and is large enough to hold an entire football team of people. Like, that's enormous. That's a huge tongue. I think that's the largest tongue on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. You can can live on that tongue. Totally. And, like, salamanders, so we think about, this is quite a thing, we think about, like, snakes and lizards, that in-and-out thing with their tongues. Now, lungless salamanders have the quickest of all vertebrate tongues, moving many times faster than an eye blink. So their tongue is like like a ballistic missile. It can go in and out so quickly, um, which I find very fascinating. Um, You may have remembered from when you were a child, like, learning about what a snake is doing when it flicks its tongue in the air. Do you remember? Sort of, but I don't know what what that means. Does it mean? Does it denote a mood or something? Um, so what it's doing when it does that is tongue coming in and out. Is it's collecting chemicals in the air, which are then examined by a specialized organ inside their mouth, and their split tongue, which locates prey by sensing which fork of the tongue receives the chemical information first. Ooh, Think about how clever that is. So you've got like a, a radar. Yes, like a radar. So you know if the chemicals are hitting the right fork first, that the prey is to the right. Isn't mm, that clever? That's very clever. Yeah. I remember when I was in Australia and, and we saw the, the blue tongue uh, skink, and that was interesting because, you know, most tongues are are sort of pinkish red in color. But then there was this like little lizard kind of thing with like a blue tongue. And I remember seeing it and thought, oh, whoa, that was weird. That's fascinating. Um, one one animal that is very famous for having a very dark coloured tongue is a giraffe. Giraffes oh. have very long tongues. They're fifty three centimeters tongues. That's half a meter of tongue, oh, right? Yeah, that's um, right? And it's not pink. Um, so you know, it's the tallest living animal in the world, and it has this very dark coloured tongue that's kind of a mix of purple, blue, and black. That's right. And there's a reason for that, which I didn't realise, but it's, it's so fascinating. And that's because giraffes' tongues are covered with a lot of the pigment melanin which acts as a type of sunblock because they're protecting the tongue because they're having to reach for leaves and they're outside and they're high and they're exposed. That's so clever. Isn't that clever? So they literally have a sunproof, a sunblocked tongue. (laughs) Tongue. Yeah. Um, This is a less um, delightful fact and a bit more revolting, but their tongues are so long they could actually use it to clean out their own ears. Oh, and their nose. Have have you seen them pick that up? Yes, I have seen them do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, and of course, like, we couldn't. Yeah. Oh, to be yeah. fair, you, you you would if we could too. If, yeah, I yeah. think I remember having a friend at primary school, a boy who could do that. Amazing. Picked his nose with his tongue. It wasn't really pleasant, yeah. but it was fascinating. Yeah, you couldn't look away. You could, you just <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. Um, of course, another animal famous for their tongues is frogs, which have very fast tongues and for good reason. So more than 4,000 frog species can grab objects with their tongues Faster than the human eye can blink. Wow. 
Incredible. which is re- remarkable. And there's a, I love that there's a research engineer at Georgia Tech Research Institute who only studies frog and cat tongues. That's what she does. That's her job. Um, and she noted that frog mouths have a unique anatomy. So she said that unlike humans, frog tongues are connected at the front of the lower jaw rather than at the back of the throat, oh. and which is very interesting. So in addition to its speed, the frog tongue is strong. So the tongue of the horned frog can pull objects that are about 1.4 times the frog's body weight. Oh, that's so, incredible. So oh, strong. so imagine it. Like, you know, if you've ever seen those videos of a tongue, like, really exploding out of the mouth <laughs> of a frog, like, yeah. hit a fly or something. I mean, it's incredible. The accuracy... Like, everything about it is remarkable. And then here we are watching movies like Spider-Man being like, whoa, he's like shooting webs from the thing. I'm like, no, no, yeah. frogs. Frogman. Frog down pat. Yeah, yeah. Frogman would be much more exciting. Oh, but be to be cool able film. to pull something over one, like 1. 1.4 times your, your own body weight with your tongue is quite remarkable. That's incredible. And, and speaking of cat tongues, they're so rough. Is yes, it, they are. Uh, yeah, Like sandpaper. And that's supposed to, it's kind of like a little comb and they use it to comb their own fur. Are there yes, any other animals? Are there any other animals with such rough tongues? I can't. Yeah, like I think a lot of the feline creatures are like that, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I found that was just, I, I mean, I'll say it, but it made me feel a bit blech, was um, a very interesting thing that happens very commonly in the fish world. So some fish, so you know that fish have little tongues. You've yeah. ever seen a fish with a tiny little tongue Um, but uh, some fish have tongues that aren't real and the reason is that the blood supply to their original tongue gets cut off by a parasite called Cymosoa extingua which is known as the tongue-eating louse now what happens is the parasite goes into their mouth cuts off the blood supply eats their tongue and then attaches itself to the tongue stump so it can enjoy free food that the fish catches for the rest of its days I mean, you couldn't script something that terrifying. (laughs) I've seen photographs on the internet. I wouldn't recommend looking them up. It's a bit creepy. I was just Googling fish tongues, but I think I'll just stop at that. Yeah, I think you need that. Yeah, let that be. Yeah, (laughs) terrapins have very cute little tongues as well. Oh, they do. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. They really do. Yeah. And I did see a couple of um, species of turtle which have tiny little tongues that are very bright red to make a fish think they're worms. So the fish goes to eat the worm and then the snapping turtle can eat the fish. Very clever, really. Very clever. Um, I have three quotes to finish on today, quickly. Yes, yes, sure. Um, The first by the Greek philosopher, we have Diogenes. We have two ears and one tongue so that we can listen more and talk less. Yep. Um, And Ralph Waldo Emerson, the philosopher, said, if the tongue had not been framed for articulation, man would still be a beast in the forest. And Publius Cyrus said, let a a fool hold his tongue and he will pass for a sage. Ah, very good quotes to end on. Cruz, thank you so much for this wonderful audio column on tongues. Until next week, thank you very much indeed. Bye.